You are listening to the Photobomb podcast with the world's greatest photographers, Boo Ray and Gary. Welcome to the Photobomb podcast. My name is Boo Ray Perry, and joining me as always is Gary Hughes. Day 47, lockdown in the bunker. Yes, the coronavirus episode, episode two. Uh, last episode was really the, the first one, and this would be episode two of the coronavirus edition of the Photobomb podcast. That's correct. How's, uh, how's quarantine at your house? Quarantine's good. Everybody's fine. Uh, uh, my youngest daughter is here and playing games nonstop. My oldest daughter is returning home today. She uh, went to the beach with some friends. Uh, they were quarantined in a beach house. There was no one on their beach, and it was just them there on the beach and in the pool, completely isolated from everyone. And uh, now she's coming home today. But I can't. T- I-, I absolutely am very happy that she's coming home today. I have not. I have not been comfortable that my whole family was not here. And now having them here, I'll be when better. she comes home. Yeah. Do you hose her down in the driveway? Oh, yeah, we're basically going to put throw her in the pool with a can of Lysol and just let her de-lousing just, powder. Yeah, just swim away. <laughs> <laughs> throw it in her face like she's in a prison shower. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be like it's gonna be like <laughs> Sylvester Stallone in Rambo: First Blood. You know, just put her up against the wall with a fire hose. Yeah, yeah. We feel pretty good. Like again, she's been she's been secluded with this other family. So she's been quarantined, just not with us. So we have to worry that she could have caught something from that other family. But she's been quarantined with that family now for a week, and they have had no symptoms. And so we're, you know, we, we feel pretty good about it. But it, if I could do it over again, I would have said no. I would have said you can't go. Now there are. Uh, I've made few a few trips out. I'm the only one leaving the house because everyone in my house is is sick. Uh, probably not with the coronavirus standard uh, standard runny nose stuff for little kids, but we're just trying to be you know kind and, and generous to the world around us. Not bringing my my sick kids out into the world. So everybody's on the mend now, but I've been the the sole venturer out into the wastelands to right. find supplies. That's what, that's what I feel like like I'm playing Fallout Four. You know, when I, I'm, the, I'm the only one who goes out of the bunker. <laughs> yeah, so I've left the bunker several times. And I went to uh, Costco, and Costco has a, they had a pretty amazing system, actually. They were, they had the line, I got there, and I even texted you when it was happening, that there was 200 people in line outside waiting to get in when they open at 10 at 9.45. So I sat in my car, be like, when they open the doors, everybody will go in, and then I'll just, you know, mosey on in. That's not what happened at all. No. Like, the line just kept growing. And then they were doing, like, 10 in, 10 out. So 10 people go in. And then 10 people come out. So they let a certain number of people in. And then once 10 people had left, they let 10 more people in. And so right. that's how they managed the line. And they had em- employees all across the store spiderwebbed out being like, are you looking for toilet paper? Go this way. You're looking for paper towels? Go this way. If you're looking for meat, go this way. And so what I've, what I've, uh, what I've discovered so the, is So this. the people would be, be able to get out quicker. Yes. Right. And what I've discovered is this. You can always find what food is gross at the grocery store by what's left when people are panic buying. Right. Or, or suddenly all of my, my refrigerator and my freezer are filled with uh, organic food, which, <laughs> which we don't normally do because people buy everything that's not organic because it's cheaper. And the last thing to go is like, I've got organic chicken sausage, like to, to, enough to feed the high school marching band. Right. Because that's all there was at the store. Yeah. yeah. I went to Publix uh, a couple days ago, walked in, looked over, and I'm like, is that ground beef? I go over, and in the you know, case that is empty, right in the middle, 
three big rows of ground chuck. I'm like, great, we have no ground beef. So grab four things of ground beef and uh, grab some spaghetti sauce and we grab some other things and we came out. So we're in line there and there's a lady in front of us who's a little more elderly and she's arguing with the checker and the manager has come over and they're, they're being civil about it, but she's trying to explain that she would like to buy three packages of these, uh, I guess, wipes or whatever she was at trying to get uh, and not the limit of two uh, because she is older. I'm older, so I should be able to buy more, she says. And he says, uh, ma'am, the limit is two. I'm sorry, but I'm older and I'm more at risk. He said, yes, ma'am, you can come back tomorrow. You can come back in the morning. We're having special hours for the seniors. So finally, okay, so she's finishing up and blah, blah, blah. And the, and the, and the checker then turns to me and starts to do my goods. And she gets the four packages of meat. And she looks at me and she goes, I'm sorry, but you can. it's a limit of two per customer. And I go, oh, we don't have any ground beef. And she goes, I'm sorry. And you know when you say something and the words are coming out of your mouth and you're just desperately wishing you could grab them, right? And like litter them, flying out yes. the window of your car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I said, and I said, well, what if I give the other two packages to my daughter and let her ring them up, ring them up, and, and let her pay for them? And just as it's coming out, I realized, no, Bure, no, that's not what you're supposed to be doing. And I couldn't stop it from. And now it's out. And she looked at me with a look. She goes, she looked at me with a look that said. Yes, you could do that, but you really shouldn't do that. And and but but it wasn't like a condes it wasn't like she was condescending to me. It was just a I'm tired and I'm sad of having to deal with people like you. Yeah. And the minute it came out I went, "Oh, you oh, you know what? I'm sorry. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Take these two packages back." I go, "You're absolutely right. If everybody did what I just suggested, there wouldn't be any meat there for me to buy at all, would there?" And she's like, she goes, yeah, she goes, uh, you know, we just, we have, and she's trying to like apologize to me and I'm trying to apologize to her. I'm like, no, you're doing a great job. We love what you're doing. Thank you so much. I'll just take the two packages of meat. Please forget I said anything. I never should have said that. And, and thank you so much for, for doing what you're doing. And thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. But, but in that moment, I still feel bad about it. You can tell right now, I still feel bad about yeah, it. Yeah, you, you are super cringy right now. But it, was, yeah. but it was because that's the way I think. I was like, okay. You know, mathematically, okay, well, there's two of us. Well, I can just give two packages to her and she can ring it up. And then, and, and I was like, no, that's not what you're, no, that's just not get two point. packages of meat, Bure, and walk out the door. You know, that's all, you know, don't even suggest it. And yeah, I felt really bad about it. And she was like, you can come back tomorrow. It's two per day. You can come back tomorrow. And I was you like, could okay, start, a, you. start, a, 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 you know, just begging her. You know, the mistress says I needs the meats. I must bring home the meats. <laughs> just, <laughs> you know, like, I was just, I was just, I just, I, the look on her face before she even said it, the look on her face just from the minute she started dealing with me was just a, a woman who was at her. I mean, even afterwards, Mackenzie was like, that girl looked like she was about to cry. I'm like, I go, yeah, she's probably dealing. Yeah, she's dealing with a-holes all day. You know, and and it's got to be tough. And she was a young girl. And oh, yeah. In other news, the good news is uh, Samantha comes home today and she was scheduled to work at McDonald's tonight, uh, but not anymore. McDonald's has said that no minors will be allowed to work. Thank you, McDonald's. Yeah, stepping up and leading the way morally. Yes. McDonald's? Yeah, good so, job there. However, however, I guess the 80-year-old guy that works at McDonald's does get to keep continue to work the drive-thru. <laughs> ah, fooey. I think, uh, no, I think it's just like management. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you yeah. feel about that, by the way? Because people have been talking about that. I've heard some people say, uh, "Go, uh, go get a drive-through, go get takeout from your favorite restaurant and support them." How do you feel about that? Um, you know, well, well personally, we've spent like five hundred dollars on groceries this week. So, right. 
trying to stock up for the next few weeks of being inside, anticipating something, you know, like this. As a segue, uh, having small children, 75% of your job is just cleaning up anyway. Right. You know, when you have small, when you have small children, you're not allowed to leave the house. Uh, that's even worse. So we're just cleaning and cleaning all day. And we get done cleaning and Julie goes, oh my God, can we just order a pizza? I don't want to cook dinner. And I said, honey, we're, we're not ordering out. We're not getting food out. We're not spending another dollar on food until we've eaten the vegan burritos. Right. Like we are just going through all the food and I, and I will gladly cook dinner. But I do think about this. I did drive through my local coffee shop drive through window on the way to the studio the other day. And I was like, I can't, you can't account for what those people are doing. They're, they're like the, they could have been some of the idiots at the beach during spring break here mm-hmm. in Florida. Mm-hmm. Like they, they could be not doing social. Like they could be gross, and still they, they got their grossness all over my coffee. So, I mean, statistically, it, it could be just as bad to, yeah. to do that. That's, my, my, I, that's my, my take is no. My take is, my take is you don't touch anything you don't absolutely have to touch. Well, you know, my take is sometimes daddy needs pad thai, and I don't, and I don't know how to make pad thai. <laughs> no. I have to go buy pad thai. No. No, no. No pad thai? No, no, no. My parents, my sister dropped off grocery at my parents' house. She dropped them off in the garage. Then my mother brought them in, put all the groceries on the counter, wiped down everything with disinfectant before passing it to my father's end of the counter where he put it away. And then my dad was like, what are you going to do with the grocery bags? Because they were they're the, temp- the, per- the permanent bags. And my mom goes, well, I guess I'll put them in the garage. And dad's like, no, you can't. They've, they've touched everything, too. So my mom had to wash the grocery bags uh, oh, you know, and make sure. Yeah, well, my parents are in their 80s. You can't, yeah, take, no you, you know, you can't take this chance. And you know, to put things in perspective, and by the way, on Facebook, I am very happy to report that it seems like I'm seeing not so many idiots on Facebook who are trying to make a case for the fact that this is being blown out of proportion. We saw yeah, that a few I, days ago, and now we're not seeing it so much. Of course, I blocked a lot of them, so that might have something, <laughs> something to do with it. I actually, you know, normally I'm, I'm, I'm of the mind where it's killer bees, it's the swine flu, it never actually materializes. Right. You know, and it, it, this is real because I will tell you, a friend of mine's mother-in-law died. She was one of the first ones in California to contract a, right. uh, the coronavirus and then and die, and she was, she was just in her, in her 60s. And so this is this is happening, and, and you know I know people who have this, and and people in my community, so it is real, and I am I am encouraged to see people pulling together, people doing the right thing, uh, for the most part. They're always going to be dum dums in every equation, but that's what uh, that's what Darwin was talking about. Like hopefully those people will get wiped out, but uh, you know like the like the spring break kids. Have oh. you seen the videos of the spring break yes. kids? Yeah, yes. Once again, once again, just once can Florida not be the stupidest state in the damn union? That's where you're wrong, man. Those are not Floridians. Those are out-of-towners. That's true. They're out-of-towners. Those are Yankees, man. Those are all the Yankees coming down here to enjoy our sunshine and beaches and spread around a potentially deadly pathogen. Like, good job, guys. I'm glad you had a good time getting so drunk you probably won't remember your spring break anyway, but just keep... Just keep doing what you're doing. It's a, it's all a hoax, apparently, or whatever. Or like, I'm not gonna let let some virus stop me from living my life, you know? Like YOLO, man. That one kid has become, <laughs> he's become viral. Uh, but there's no In doubt. More ways there's than no more. doubt that the beaches were packed and and we had to shut it down. And I saw a thing yesterday, which you know, and I'm a math guy, and this is what I kept trying to say to the people who were 
saying, I mean, I knew someone who went on Facebook and said, it's my choice. I know what the symptoms are and I don't have them. And it's my choice if I want to stay home. And I'm like, no, you idiot, because you can have the symptoms for two weeks and not even know it. But um, it's just math. And, and, and if you understand math, I saw a thing today where a guy posted, he said, on March 6th, we had 100,000 cases. And then on March 17th, we had 200,000 cases. That's 11 days. So it took 11 days to get 100,000 more cases. And then on March 21st, we had 300,000 cases. That was four days later. So it was 11 days to get 100,000, and then four days to get another 100,000. There were 2,000 deaths on February 18th. 20 days later, there were 2,000 more. Five days later, there were 2,000 more. Three days later, there were 2,000 more. Two days later, there were 2,000 more. This is how viral contagions work. And that's why you have to move quickly. And then to point this out, it said on March 6th, Bhutan had their first case. They shut down the borders. Today, they reported their second case. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, you know, that, it's got to be done and it's got to be done hard and fast. And if you think a total lockdown is not coming, you're wrong. It's coming. And East, Florida will be, California is already pretty much getting there. Florida will be, I would say, within two weeks, the order will go out that all Floridians should shelter in place. Yeah, uh, our governor is really, in my opinion, not doing the best job. He's sort of like keeping a pretty soft hand about it. And, uh, you know. Did you see, did you see, was it, um, oh, was it Pennsylvania, maybe? No, it was another country. Of course, it was another country. The governor, the, yeah, the, uh, the, it wasn't, it was another country. The, whoever's in charge held a 30 minute press conference just for children, where all she did was answer questions that children had sent in about the virus. That's pretty awesome. Right? Right? Is that not pretty obvious? Now, here's what's really interesting to me is, uh, have you seen what, I think it's Denmark, what Denmark is talking about doing economically to combat this? No, uh-uh. Okay, so they are going to, they're, what they're going to do, this is, and, and I kind of was like, yeah, I've been saying we, kind of what we should be doing. Um, they're they are going to say, if you have a company and you have to lay off employees, if you will keep your employees on payroll, and pay them 25% of what you normally pay them, we will pay them the other 75%. All right, so they go home, they don't work, everyone goes home, but the government will pay 75% of their payroll, and the government's going to help you, business, to pay your bills as well. And we're going to do this for two months until we get through this. Because they say restarting the economy is going to be that much harder and take that much longer if we have to rehire everybody. Hmm. So they're like, what we need to do is just freeze everything. Just pause the world. Everyone goes home. Everyone still gets paid. No need to panic. We go home for two months, and then we all come right back to work. We surge right back to work with no, got to get rehired, no unemployment benefits to fill out, no, nothing of that. We just pause for two months, and we come back. It will cost them 13% of their gross national product to do it. Seems reasonable. I, I don't know. 13% is a lot. Which yeah. for us would be well into the trillions. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it, it's it's gonna. Would it cost more? You know, you got yeah. very smart people with degree, advanced degrees in economics, probably working on this problem from all ends. And you know, they're the the bottom line is is that some people are just gonna need help, and uh, it's it's gonna be interesting to see how it goes. I do believe, though, I do believe that people will be ready to get out and ready to go back to work. I think you're gonna see an unprecedented level of people going out to eat. 
People going to theme parks as soon as it, we're we're back, oh. we're okay to go oh, back outside. It's gonna be a surge. People it's are gonna, gonna be. High. That's why I told Bobby. I said if if I was a band, the minute they lift the, the minute they lift the band, I'm like tour the, the the band. I'm we're going on tour. We're tour. Let's go on tour because people are gonna be no. so hungry to get out in public and to be with other people. Yeah, I think I, I agree, and so. Although I don't think it's going to be a long recovery compared to something like the the Great Recession, but there will be a recovery period, and it's going to be hard for for some people. So uh, hopefully, according to our government, maybe actually doing something for a change, there's going to be uh, some relief on the way for some people. And uh, interestingly enough, there's a lot of stuff we got to look forward to in the uh, photography news segment yes. when, when we do that. Uh, if, if you if you're ready to do that, I'm almost ready, but. And this is kind. Of, this isn't photography news, but one more point to make yeah, is that if you are a photographer and you have a photography business, and you have never been, never bothered to set yourself up as an employee and paid yourself a salary, you may soon regret that. Uh, because if you are a salaried employee, I am. I pay myself a salary. You pay yourself a, a salary, Same. Gary. This is what the government. One of the things the government is going to use to determine whether or not you get benefits. Right. So, so my salary that I pay myself, which is not a great salary, believe me, it's not a huge salary, but it's still, I have a W-2 form. I have a record of paying myself a, as an employee. And so when I lay myself off, I can then apply for benefits. I can then, you know, the stimulus is going to come from the government. I can apply from that. So if you've never done that because, oh, I didn't, you didn't want to pay payroll taxes, well, it may end up hurting you now because now you're a small business with no employees. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how that works too, because there's going to be relief for individuals, which is going to be based on your salary, right. and then there's going to be relief for businesses, which right. is going to be based on your previous couple of years worth of receipts. Right, which means which means we get to double dip, and we should get to double dip because we are losing our pay as as a salaried employee, and we're also in trouble struggling as a business. So we should get both sides. I mean, we pay <laughs> we pay both sides of the payroll tax. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely. pay payroll taxes as an employee and as an employer. So I should, you know, I should get So it actually seems like this may work the way it's supposed to work, which I will be shocked and amazed if that happens. Yeah. In, in, a, in a rare and productive move, the government yes. is going to actually do something <laughs> that's going to help us all out. Well done, government. All right. All right. It is that time, though. It is time for photography news. Photography, photography news. news. Beautiful. Beautiful. I feel, like they, I feel like there should have been a cough at the end. <laughs> well it's like photography <laughs> okay i feel like the first thing we should do is list uh things that have been canceled but then i think why do we have to list things that have been canceled everything's been canceled yeah well i think that going on with that ppa is uh the professional photographers of america is stepping up in a huge way and there's a couple of things that they're doing that i want to talk about the right. first is that they've created a page on their website, ppa.com slash in it together, which I will also link in the show description in your podcast app. Um, and it's basically, it has webinars and other resources. They've made their online education free for the next few weeks while this is going on. So you can take classes on business marketing, improve your technique. In addition, they've also got a feed on that page outlining whatever government assistance is being done for small businesses. And that is sort of like a one-stop shop for everything that's actually happening, and they're updating it daily. And so if you are looking for resources and not only what is coming but where to apply and all of that stuff, PPA's website. Go to ppa.com slash together, and all of that information is there. I just think that's unbelievable Like that for the organization to step up in such a yeah. big way. Yeah. And uh, kudos to the leadership 
of PPA and the staff there for for not only putting this together, but doing it quickly and responding for uh, for small business out there. I just think it's absolutely unbelievable. It is great to see them do it, and they are doing it quickly. But uh, to be fair, no one has anything else to do. The the the, the <laughs> number the number and amount of things that I am seeing uh, every day on Facebook from photographers who are we're doing free classes online, or we're doing seminars online, and we, we no one has anything else to do. We're we we are we are furiously bored. I mean, we care, yes, but mostly we're bored, and we want to do something. Yeah, know? well, I think that there's a difference there because I'm involved in some of this, which we'll talk about the different online education. I just did an interview on the. Um, this conversation did a short interview with Jed Toffer on this conversation, and he's been interviewing photographers who've been around a long time. And I remember in 2001, and when the September 11th, when the, when the terrorist attacks happened on the World Trade Center and the Pentagon, um, that the same a similar thing happened to where business just stopped. People stopped going outside. People were afraid, and and commerce just ground to a halt. And my parents almost lost their business in that time because people weren't buying wall portraits. They weren't really doing anything. And photographers who have been in business any length of time, and small business owners of any kind, you know that about every seven to ten years, something major is going to happen that's going to interrupt your business. And there's just no getting around that. It's going to be a recession, a terrorist attack, a natural disaster. Something is going to happen on average, every seven to ten years that is going to just knock all the chess pieces off the off the board. And you have to be prepared for it. And those of us who put money away, those of us who practice good business practices, best practices, save money, don't overspend, live within our means, all of those things that people should be doing when something like this happens and you get nothing for a couple of months, you should be able to and have the resources to weather that. And so there are photographers and small business owners who are in a position to where, yes, this sucks and we're losing serious revenue right now, but We've prepared for this because we knew that you should be preparing for it. And these are the type of things that people need to know. Let me ask you this. When you look at the housing market crash in 2007 and the glut of new photographers it produced. Yes, it sure did. What effect do you think that this will have when it's over on photography? Do you think we will see more new photographers because people have lost their jobs and et cetera? Or... Do you think that we are actually going to see a tightening of the market as all of those photographers who have been struggling along for years just finally quit? Yeah, I honestly think that you will have a nice exchange. I think that it might even be even Stevens. You know, like you're going to get some people who do photography as a hobby or as a side hustle. They lost their jobs, you know, and Mm -hmm. so now they might just go, well, now's the perfect time to lean into my business when, when things go back to normal. And then other people who've been working in photography and struggling are going to go, man, I could really use a steady paycheck. And so, you know, I can see it from both sides. I, I, I think this is a different type of economic crisis than, the, than the, uh, the global financial collapse of 2007 and 2008, all the way up to, what, 2012, 2013. And uh, this is not a slow burn. This is like hitting the brakes. Whereas, you know, the, the collapse was, it really took a year before everybody took it seriously. Right. You know? And then before before it, it trickled down to everybody who was like, ah, eh, it'll be fine, to like, oh, my God, people aren't spending money. Nothing's going, what's happening? And I had somebody ask me the same question the other day. Are there going to be a bunch of new photographers? I honestly don't think so. What about, what about you? I don't know. I really don't know. But for some reason, I'm leaning in the direction of no. For some reason, I'm thinking that when it's all said and done, that, that this will actually 
be a better thing, almost, you know, will be a better thing for photographers who are established, like you said, who can weather the storm, that they're going to see a lot of their competition fall away. You think there's going to be a culling of... I think, uh, I, maybe, I don't, and, but, but, you know, I have absolutely no reason, I have no, I have nothing to back that up. You know, it could go, it could go the exact opposite direction where we see another huge influx of people who say, I've lost my job and... I, and I like photography. Well, that's the I, thing is when the, when the, when, in 2007, what we did not have, we didn't have the influencer. We didn't have the, the, the multi-million dollar YouTubers and stuff like we did now. The world was different. And I think that there are just as many gig-based, creative, from-home sort of jobs that people can side hustle with. Photography was a likely culprit for people to fall back on. And now there's just a mix of so many other things that people can do. That will right. take those people. I think people were people are going to start YouTube channels. People are going to you know start that podcast that they've been thinking about. I think that all of these other pursuits are there now that weren't there before for people to put their creative energy into. So I, I think that it may just, if anything, I like you. I think we may see a culling in the industry just a little bit, uh, to be honest. But again, that's not always a bad thing. Um, you know, uh, as long as everybody ends up on their feet eventually, I, I don't think that's a problem. I, you know. Uh, it's uh, not not to not to be a, an old fart and a negative Nancy, but man, I wouldn't mind a few less photographers out there. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm saying. Uh, my two camera brands, Fuji and Canon, both had upticks in their stock. Yes, I was reading this story. Yeah, both both Canon and Fuji had upticks in their stock. Not many people necessarily know this, but almost every major Canon brand has a, uh, I mean, camera, uh, camera brand, brand yeah. has a medical division. You know, they make optics or they or or film or X-ray. They do something in the medical field. And in this case, uh, China announced that a drug that Fuji has make already makes uh, may be an effect may be effective at treating uh, COVID nineteen. It's right now it's kind of a flu drug, and they say China said it may be effective at treating COVID nineteen. And Fuji stock went up fifteen percent. And then Canon announced uh, that they are working on a COVID nineteen test. They had uh, previously also done tests for a couple of the other viruses that have come out in the past, and their stock jumped. Seven percent. So the camera companies not taking as big a hit as many other companies as a result of their side hustle into medical, or I guess you could say they have a side hustle in. I was going to say they got a side hustle in cameras. It sounds like, yeah, 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 right. yeah. Because how, there are a lot more, uh, a lot greater need for medical imaging equipment than right. there are for for cameras. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was uh, pretty interesting. That came up on Petapixel, F Stoppers, all the big st- sites were covering that story. And uh, so if you happen to have stock in Fuji or Canon, it might be the one that you made money on. And also whoever makes Purell hand sanitizer. Also, Adobe stepping up to the plate and giving everybody two months of free creative cloud. And I pulled this off of several different websites. um, And I posted this on the Facebook page. If you don't follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash photobombpodcast. And there's a link there with instructions on how to take advantage of it. And I pay for the whole, the $49.99 for the whole suite every month. And so I went in and I also found out that somehow accidentally I probably clicked on the wrong thing. That when I looked at my Adobe account, I'd been paying $30 a month for Adobe stock, which I don't want to do. No. <laughs> so I was like, so I canceled that. And then I got two free months of uh, the thing. And you have to basically have to go in log into your account, and then hit the cancel your account button. And then it does that thing where it's like, oh, are you sure you want to leave? We'll give you two months free if you stay. And so that's sort of how you accomplish it. However, hey, let me ask you about that, by the way. Let me just jump in real quick, though. 
I'm pretty sure that Adobe was not counting on that going wide and everybody suddenly getting two months free. You know what I mean? It's not like they were like, let's offer two months free to everybody. I don't think that's what it was at all. I think it was just something they put in there. If someone's trying to quit, we'll let them stay. You know, if we can get them to stay by giving them two months free, that's a no-brainer. And then someone found it and right, publicized like, it. Yeah, I, I'm not sure on that. We did have a, a listener, Scott Lawrence, wrote in. He said, I wish they just credit two months without having to pretend cancel. Seems silly. See, they, they, it's because they're not trying to credit two months. That was not the play. It wasn't like they just said, you know what? Let's give everybody free don't two months. They didn't do that at all. No, no. Well, I also think that uh, from a systems point of view, rather than have to get their engineers in and like create a whole new web page and do this whole thing, the easiest thing to do was to add that offer to the page that was already there, you know? And so I think that maybe, it, it, I'm not sure if this existed previously, though, but I took advantage of it. It might have. I mean, it makes sense that it does. If you've got somebody who's about to leave your subscription-based service, I'll give you a year free if you'll stay. I mean, what's what? If, I've got nothing to lose. I'm about to lose all money from you. Right. So I will absolutely give you two or three months free if, if it means I can get nine more months out of you. It costs me nothing to give you free months. I had a photographer in a coaching group that I'm in and she said that she called the support line, and if, if you call them rather than use the website to cancel your subscription, they'll actually give you three months instead of two. Right. Well, it's like, uh, what was it, Sirius XM, if you had satellite radio, never, ever renew it. Wait until, you know, check your calendar when it's up for re- renewal, and then that month, go in and try to cancel. Call them up and tell them that you're canceling and watch them give you a deal. Watch them give you three free months yeah. every single time. Don't ever auto-renew. They will yeah. always give you something to renew. Interestingly enough, I also saved 20 bucks on my Canon Professional Services subscription um, through P- the PPA discount. I checked out the new website, which we didn't talk about PPA's new website. Uh, I was going to mention that last week. Oh, yeah. New, they new logo, home. new website. Yes, yes, yes. And the new website is so much better than the old website, but there's, it's, you can actually find stuff, which is pretty cool. And so I went and I was looking through the benefits, and it's like, oh, yeah, you get a discount on can- 20% off Canon Professional Services. So uh, that was actually some more money that I saved this week for those of you who are looking to save money. Well, you know, I, um, I saved about $1,500 this week. How? We can pause. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. We have a moment of silence because we haven't, we haven't talked about this. Yeah. 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 So uh, last week, my Fuji X100V in all black arrived. Uh, go back. And, yes, and I was very excited because, you know, I'm locked at home now, and, and but here comes the V, and I'm going to get to play with this camera. This will give me something to do, and I can make videos, and it's going to be great. And for those of you who don't have the camera, you don't know how it works, but for those of you who do, will understand this. There's an optical viewfinder on this camera, an old rangefinder style uh, viewfinder, but then you can pull a, pull a, hit a button, and that optical viewfinder becomes an electronic viewfinder. Well, when it does that, there is a shield that pops up to block the optical viewfinder so you can no longer see through it. That shield pops up, and then you're looking at a video. You're looking at, you know, just like with any mirrorless camera, you're looking at a screen. And on this particular one that I was sent, the shield doesn't pop up. So when you turn on the electronic viewfinder, you're basically, you're seeing an electronic viewfinder that's overlaid on your actual eyeball image looking through the glass. And so you get this ghosting and it just doesn't work at all. And I had this happen on my old camera. This happened because I dropped it. And so I suspect what happened was it was jostled in transit or, or whatever. And, and there was a bang or whatever. And now it's stuck. So I had to send it back. And then I had to check the box when I sent it back. Do I want a replacement? 
or do I just want a credit? Mm. And uh, I had to think about it for a while, and I had to say, just give me the credit, because $1,500, when we've just lost our job, is not something I can afford to spend. You know, I, I, can't, I can't justify it. I can't go to my wife and go, yeah, I just spent $1,500 on this camera that's, kinda, that's a lot like this camera here that I already have. Uh, so, <laughs> so I couldn't, uh, I couldn't do it. And so, uh, yeah, that's been kind of crappy. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, a, that's a bummer. And I know that myself and all of the other bombardiers out there were hotly anticipating your, your, your input yeah. on this one. Uh, but I did have it in my hands, uh, for a day and I, uh, and played around with it a little bit and, uh, it was wonderful flip screen and and uh it was just beautiful just wonderful and i can't wait until i eventually get it i'm sure i will eventually get it i say i will eventually get it but then every day it seems like we're getting new information about the canon r5 yes 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 uh it will be it will be so beautiful Yes, it will be so nice, and it will probably be so expensive. And so now I'm in the situation where I'm saving the 1500 by not buying this camera and saying I'll buy it later. But if later comes around and the R5 has dropped and I start thinking about buying the R5, well, then it becomes, well, I, I could not get this camera and basically knock $1,500 you off the price of the R5. You have to get the camera for your YouTube channel, if nothing else. You have I, don't to know, I don't know that I do. I, I mean, you know, I could these I, I get the R5 and then, then I start making videos about the R5. Yeah, we'll say that. But, but you got your Fuji cultists, man. Your Fuji I cultists. Know, I know. You can't. They'll, they'll turn their back on you, Bure. I know. Well, somebody emailed, somebody emailed me yesterday, yesterday saying, oh, you know, I wish you had gotten the V because I really wanted you to, to do a video on how you were going to set it up. And I wrote them back and I said, I'm going to set it up exactly the same way that I set up the F. And I have a video about that. Just go, go look at that video. I did set it up. I set it up exactly the way I set the F up. I'm not going to set up any different. So what you should do is re, re-put out that video. And just whenever you say X100F, you just dub over V. <laughs> the, only, the only difference is that on the F, you have uh, a four-button position thing on the back you know the radial dial for your four different buttons and on the v you have to swipe left right up and down on the screen but i set everything up to the same exact swipe and as before so yeah it's pretty i don't it's it's interesting to see what's going to happen now now i say uh, the canon r5 you know when it comes out i also read this week that uh, canon r5 production is at five percent that's no good yeah Five percent. Well, pro- I imagine that quite a lot of their production is is yeah. uh, and their their supply chain is through China. If if I had to guess, right? Yeah. So yeah, and that's that's kind of on lockdown at the moment. So uh, we'll see. I know we're all waiting for it for that beautiful unicorn. But in Nikon news, in Nikon news, Nikon is no longer accepting equipment for repair. Thank you, coronavirus. So well. Oh yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah, the, the, this isn't the, permanent though. This is just temporary. Temporary. Nikon prioritizes the health and safety of our employees and customers due to the impact of COVID nineteen, and in accordance with mandates issued by the federal government and various state governments, we have temporarily suspended equipment repairs at our service facilities and are not currently accepting equipment. Which makes me think that that uh, twenty dollars off you just got on your Canon Professional Services membership may not be much good to yeah. you yeah. <laughs> much longer. Either. Which is which is kind of a bummer because now is the perfect time to send all your gear in for cleaning and repair yeah. because yeah. you know. Wow. No. Oh yeah, yeah, it really is. You can send <laughs> like, everything in, get Clean your it, repair, it, send sanitize it your equipment, and then send it into Canon as soon as you can because they'll probably oh, yeah. follow suit. I reckon. I just got I just got the body back. But yeah, but you know people are going to be afraid to send it in because what if they shut down and. 
and they hold it. It's not like I need it right now. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> That's true. When, what would be the big deal if they held it? Yeah. Oh, man. So I, I suppose you've had everything shut down. Yeah, yeah, we're uh, well. No, I'm still I'm still servicing a few individual sessions that we had on the books in the studio, uh, using social distancing. I think I've got four or five sessions coming up this week, unless there is a total lockdown. But just one person at a time in the studio, no hugging. That's right. I did I did a uh, headshot session in the park, and uh, the young lady uh, she came around and I said, "I've got you all set up over here. You know, we don't have to be too close." And she said, "Well, I'm not really too worried about that." And I go, "Yeah, I am." <laughs> I'm worried about that. I go. Uh, also, I was. I. I and, but what, what brought around in my side quick? I said. I, I said. I just spent a week in Las Vegas, and and it was like a physical barrier went up between us. She goes. She goes. Oh, okay. And then she like walked around the other side of the car to stay away from me. That's funny. <laughs> it's like I had green stuff just flying off my body that she was trying to avoid. I did a uh, virtual pub last night. I hung out with some friends of mine on Google Hangouts, and we. Were oh just- yeah. Yeah, yeah, we were like eight of us, and we were just drinking beers and chatting. And initially, I thought that it was going to be like weird and 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 kind of herky jerky, but we ended up just having a blast. We stayed up late just drinking beers and telling war stories and cracking jokes, and it was a really good time. I and I, I, you know what, I, I feel a lot better, like a lot less tense. Like I got to hang out with my friends, and 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 everybody, everything's okay. You know, it was great. Yeah. It was. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. That uh, if you're feeling tense, feeling stressed out, if you're feeling pent up. Just uh, get on the horn with somebody and have a cocktail, and uh, and I think that you'll I think that you'll feel a lot better. There's a video making the rounds, and um, if you haven't seen it, I, <laughs> if you haven't <clears throat> if you haven't seen it, oh my gosh, you've got to see it? it. And and I wonder, can we even put it on the uh, Facebook page? I don't know, but uh, it is it appears to be I think a group of photographers who are having a group discussion with like, uh, you know, six or eight photographers. And while they are having this group discussion and one of them is talking, and I just sent it to you, uh, one of them uh, just goes in and decides to go to the bathroom. <laughs> what? <laughs> because, because, you know, she's watching the video, but she's not comprehending that she's on the video. She's just watching the video, right? So she goes, you know, you can see her walking through the house and the person's talk, 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 talk. And then she goes in and she sets, you know, and the camera gets set down and you're like, that's a toilet. And then whoop, boom, down come the pants and bam, she hits the toilet. And you could hear like a couple of people in the video were like, uh, uh, just like a few people. And they're like, uh, <laughs> you know, no, there's... Uh, <laughs> And and then she realizes what's going on. I'm just watching it right now. <laughs> she realizes what's going on. It's like takes a mad grab. Oh my mad goodness! Mad grab for the video. We have to camera. share that. That's... Yeah. So put that. Uh, I'll put that on you uh, if we can get that onto the uh, web page. Oh, that's that's, that's going. Be. That's too good. Oh my goodness gracious! Although, is that inappropriate? Because it kind of shows a little leg here. I, I don't know. Oh no, you don't see anything. You, you definitely see see this 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 lady is sitting on the pot. Yes, sure. you do. You do. And you see that in TV shows a lot more now too, which uh-huh. I I which I object to. I that that more often now I will see shows where uh especially a woman will be having a conversation with someone and then sit down to use the bathroom and you don't see anything, but I'm always like does this help drive the plot forward? Do we, you know, is there a reason this has to be here? This 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 has 5.4 million views. <laughs> and 125,000 comments in what appears to be uh, 600 languages. 
and most of the comments are just people tagging other people. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Because what can you say? I mean, it hasn't already been said. I I'm just wondering. Like, I know it's already been viewed 5.4 million times, but if I was this woman, I would be devastated. Oh my god, yes. Oh, that's uh, that's 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 pretty good stuff. Like, yeah. uh, all right, I'll I'll give out that some thought as to whether or not. I want so, to if you're going page, to do but... a virtual pub with your friends, just remember you are on camera. Yeah. Also, yeah. Don't forget. Yeah, yeah. Don't forget that. Yeah. So my dad calls me. Uh, is calling me pretty much every day to let me know how many cases of COVID nineteen are in his county. The okay. number is still zero. So he's like, okay. the next county has seventeen. He's like, none in mine. Like it's a point of pride. I was like, Dad, you live in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> my parents live in the woods. Yeah. Like yeah. Like nobody. Like some hermit in a cave somewhere. Yeah. Oh, we don't have any COVID nineteen. Yeah. Here. I don't see any coronavirus around here. Do you? Yeah. Oh, uh, one more uh, thing I wanted to mention in uh, photography news, the segment, is that um, our friend, friend of the show, Pete Wright, who is our friend and a listener, has put together an event called Moving Forward, which is going to be three days of online education for photographers from a few industry experts, including myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically, And this is also hosted by Canon, so this is going to be really cool. And I'll post a link to that on the Facebook page. It's absolutely free. No sales pitches, no nothing. It's going to be Clay Blackmore, Eddie Tapp, Michaela J, Gigi O'Day, Adrian Henson, and myself spread out over three days doing different uh, pieces of education and live Q&A. So Definitely something that's completely free and awesome and worth taking advantage of. So, uh, and I will post that onto the page. All right. All right. I think that about wraps up this episode of the show. Does it? Yeah, I guess so. I'm going to go, uh, go home and, and, and wipe all the pink marker off my kid's face. Did you see that? Yeah. You sent me a picture. It's getting wild in my marker. house, dude. It's getting wild. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's uh, run down the list. Facebook.com slash photobombpodcast. That's where you can go if you would like to see the video that we were just talking about and if you'd like to engage with us. You can find our website, photobombpodcast.com. Gary's website is hughesfiorretti.com. So it is. My website is com, And you can email us questions at photobombpodcast.com. We will see you back here next week. We will be here. We've got nothing else to do. See you later. Oh, 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 oh